Amen. Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah, good. My name is Jesse Pickett. I'm uh, the teaching pastor here at Fathom Church, and we are so glad you're here. Um, every week when I see new faces come in, I'm just so pleased, and I just get so excited. And, and Kyle says every week, you know, you could have been anywhere today, but you chose to be here. And actually, I was told that um, I'm competing with Tim Tebow down the road. He's speaking at Celebration Night. So you chose me over Tim Tebow, and that makes me feel so good. Um, actually, I'm really, I was really concerned to even bring that up because I thought there would just be like a mass exodus, like driving down the road to go see Tim Tebow, the perfect human being. Um, just kidding. How sad is it that he's not going to move to Jacksonville anytime soon? Um, anyway, enough about Tim Tebow. Now we're going to talk about Jesus. Um, we, are, we are in a series called Jesus. Um, pretty simple. And uh, when we were talking about what we wanted to do in this time leading up to Easter, like we were talking about, you know, what kind of series do we want to do? What do we want to talk about? And I just had this idea. I said, what if we do a series on Jesus and just call it Jesus? And um, now I realize that was a stupid idea because we are always in a series about Jesus. I mean, it's kind of like a pie shop having a meeting and be like, hey, what are we going to serve this week? And someone's just like, pie, you know? So like, that's kind of where we're at. We always talk about Jesus. We're always in a Jesus series, and the idea that we're just going to do four weeks on Jesus is, is stupid. Um, I'll just go ahead and make a commitment to you now, a promise. Any sermon that ever comes from this stage, it's always going to have Jesus at the center of it. It's always going to be about Jesus, whether it's the teaching or the songs that we sing or at the, the art that we do here, it's always going to have Jesus at the center of it. That's why we exist as a church. And if, if you're new here, if you're just wondering, what is Fathom Church all about? Like, what is this place about? People are asking us all the time, like, what's your theology about? Like, what, what, what are you guys? And uh, I think there's a lot of suspicion of just a bunch of young people starting a church. People don't really understand that. That's kind of weird. And they're like, what, what are you guys about? We're about Jesus. We are about the person of Jesus that's represented in Scripture and that's presented through the Gospels, and we're about the Jesus who rescued us, who found us in the darkest places, in the loneliest of places. Jesus came in and he rescued us. We are about that Jesus. We are about Jesus who we believe is God, who invaded earth as a baby and came and rescued humanity, and he died on a cross. And Easter, spoiler alert, three days later, he rose from the dead and the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty, and I know we're supposed to wait till like next week, but um, it's just, yeah, it's true today too, and it's going to be true next week. Um, are you guys excited about Easter? That's like the big day, you know? And we are so stoked about it. And here's the deal. We want you guys to tell people, invite people next Sunday. Like people, it's weird, they feel guilty and they think they need to come on church on Sundays. Take advantage of that. Like, I'm serious. Just like take advantage of that. We've got two flyers um, that we made for the Easter thing sitting on each one of your chairs. There's also a huge pile. Take a huge stack and just like go to the mall and go up to the second floor and just throw them off and just say, Easter! And people would be really excited about it. But I'm serious. Invite people. Tell people about what's going on. Not about what's going on here, but about what Jesus is doing in the earth. Jesus is moving through the earth, and he's changing lives, and he's putting a broken world back together again. So tell people. I mean, 
this is like the easiest week in the world to tell people about Jesus. I know it's kind of weird. You know, we do eggs and there's rabbits everywhere and stuff, but people are open to hearing about Jesus, and this is just a really easy time to do it. So take advantage of it. Um, we, as I said, are in a series on Jesus, and uh, the first week Caleb launched us off, and he asked this really amazing question. He said, who do we say that Jesus is? Who do we say that Jesus is? Jesus asked this question. He asked his disciples, he's like, who do you say that I am? We talked about how we all have to answer that question. We all have to figure that out, and some of us are still in process. Some of us aren't sure, and that's okay. I'm glad you're here. That's why you should be here. And so some of us have it figured out, and we're all in process, and we're just trying to figure out who is this Jesus, and what is he calling me to? And then last week, Kyle went on, and he kind of talked about how Jesus suffered and how ultimately we were his joy, and that he suffered for us, and, and the implications of that when we go through hard times, when we suffer, we have a hope, and it's Jesus. And so we've just been kind of like jumping on just where Jesus is and his stories, and, and as it came time for me to kind of figure out what I wanted to speak on, I was like, what? Like, this is, this is, this is too fun. Like, you just, it's like releasing a kid in a candy store, like telling a preacher, you can talk about anything you want. It just has to be about Jesus, and so I was just like, oh, overwhelmed with options, and so I'm just reading through the stories and the narratives, and this thing just began to pop out to me over and over and over again, and, and, and I want to spend our time today talking about it. I want to kind of start a conversation about it, and as I read through the narratives of Jesus, Something just stuck out to me, and it's this idea that Jesus is consistently calling people. That he's inviting people to follow him. He's always inviting people to follow him. And he's calling people out of a place where they were, and he's calling them out of something old and into something new. And he's consistently calls seemingly inadequate people to be in stories that are entirely too big for them. He calls people to tasks that, are seemingly, that they are seemingly not equipped for. He calls people out into the depths. He calls people further than they ever thought they could go. Jesus takes people further than they ever could go on their own. And a lot of times he calls people out into the hard places and into the dark places. And today I believe he's calling us. And oftentimes I believe he's calling us places that we are too afraid to go. But through our fear, he just says, come. Come to the uncomfortable. Come to the hard. Come into the danger. Meet me. Come and meet me in the place that you feel you aren't ready to come. And as we read the scripture together out of Matthew, I just love this story. And I think it has something so clear to communicate to us today. And I I want you to know where I'm going from the very beginning. And, it, and I think this may be hard for some of you to hear today because it's, it's going to call you out of your comfort zones. It's going to be hard for some of you to hear. And, and, and for some of you, it's just going to be a continuation of what God has been stirring in your life. Stirring, indeed. Um, it's going to be a continuation of what God is calling you to. And for some of you, this is going to be a final confirmation that you need to go. And today I believe that God is calling us out, and he's inviting us to go, to step out of the boat, and to face the waves and the winds of this world. And he's asking us to come and join him out into the depths, in the hard places, to the unknown 
And on this Palm Sunday, I believe that Jesus is ultimately calling us to suffer. And there are two very clear questions that I think we need to ask ourselves today. And the first one is, where is Jesus calling you? Where is Jesus calling you? What is he calling you to? What is he drawing you towards? What is he stirring your heart for? Where is he calling you? And the second question we need to ask is, do you trust him? Do you trust this Jesus who is calling you out? And so throughout our conversation today, I just want you to keep those questions at the forefront of your mind. Where is Jesus calling me, and do I trust him? Do I trust him? And so we read out of the passage, and, and it's, it's a really fantastic passage. Um, we, we find the disciples in Jesus, they're coming out of this really interesting experience. Um, Jesus was teaching to just thousands of people, teaching to thousands of people, and, and, and all of a sudden, people start to get hungry, and they're in the middle of nowhere. And they say, what are we going to do? We need to send them away to feed them. And, and Jesus, being Jesus, he does whatever he wants, and he, he takes just a few pieces of bread and a few pieces of fish, and he feeds a multitude of people. Thousands and thousands of people. He feeds thousands of people, and, and the disciples' minds are blown. And it's just like, add it to the list of like one more thing that communicates this Jesus guy isn't exactly normal. You know, the, the, the disciples are following this guy that they're just trying to figure out who he is, and they're asking that question, who do we say that Jesus is? And Jesus is consistently blowing their minds. And this is, they're coming out of this huge experience where Jesus just fed a thousand people, thousands of people, was seemingly very little. Jesus took very little, and he made much out of it, because that's what Jesus does. He takes very little inadequate things, and he calls them into a very big story, and he makes much out of them, ultimately making much out of himself. And so today, we, we, we go into the next part of the story, and, and as soon as this happened, Jesus sends the disciples out in a boat, out into the sea, and Jesus goes off by himself to pray. And it tells us as the disciples went out into the boat, and they went out into the sea, that a storm came, and, and, and they were hitting waves, and they were hitting wind, maybe something like's happening outside today, <laughs> and they were hitting resistance. And let me tell you something, when God calls you to something, you can almost guarantee that you're going to hit resistance. When God is in it, resistance will find you, and it will try to stop you. And the scripture tells us that the boat was a long distance off from the shore, and then Jesus wants to go to them, and then Jesus does whatever he wants, and so he decides, I'm going to go out to that boat, but they're out in the middle of the ocean, so I'm just going to walk on the water. And I, I just love how calm the scripture tells it. And it's like, Jesus just went out to them and walked on the water. Like, it was just so normal. I don't know if you know, but that's not a normal thing to do. You don't get to walk on water. And Jesus walks out to the water, and so like the author, he just really calmly says that. But then my boys, the disciples, they respond how you're supposed to respond, and they see this guy walking on the water, and they freak out. And they think it's a ghost, and they just start to scream and cry. I can only imagine what they're thinking. And they think it's a ghost. As you should, you should freak out if you see somebody walking on the water out to your boat. And then it gets really interesting, as if it's not already interesting. Jesus realizes that they're terrified, and he calls out to them, and he says, Take courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. Take courage. Don't be afraid. Guys, it's me. You know me. I'm just coming to get in the boat with you. Don't freak out. 
And of course, they do freak out. And then it gets really interesting, and Peter says something that's really amazing. And he says, if it's really you, call me out to you. Let me come out to you. Jesus, if that's really you, call me out, and I'll walk on the water, and I'll come to you. And Jesus says this, and it's one of the most powerful things that I believe Jesus has ever said. He just simply says, come. Come. And Peter steps out of the boat. Takes a lot of courage to step out of the boat. He steps out of the boat, first step, and he starts to walk on the water. And everything's good at first. Oh my God, this is working. I'm walking on water. This must be Jesus. And as Peter's walking towards Jesus, something begins to happen. He begins to look at his surroundings. And he takes his eye off the thing that is making him able to do the impossible. And he starts to look at his surroundings, and he sees the waves, and he sees the wind, and he realizes... He realizes, this is not where I'm supposed to be. I, in my own self, I am not adequately prepared to be in this place. I cannot physically do this on my own. And he realizes, oh my God, I'm about to die. And he freaks out and he begins to sink. And he calls out to Jesus and he says, Lord, rescue me. And then Jesus does what he does the best. Jesus sticks out his hand and he rescues Peter. It's what Jesus does all the time. He rescues us, and, and, he, and he rescues Peter, and, and, and then he says this amazing thing, and he said, why did you doubt? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt me? Why did you doubt me? Why did you take your eyes off of me? I had you. I was calling you to me. You were safe, but you began to look at your surroundings, and you got off focus, and you got lost. And on this Palm Sunday, I think this passage has such relevance to us. I think it's so relevant for us today. And then the first question we're going to ask, as I asked earlier, is where is Jesus calling you? What is Jesus calling you to? And I believe that Jesus is calling each and every one of you to come, to follow him, to step out of the boat and come and meet him where he is. See, we all start in the boat, and Jesus is calling, out, calling us out of our comfort zones. And the thing about Jesus is he always thinks way more than we think about ourselves. He knows that we are way more capable than we think we are. And he calls seemingly inadequate people to be a part of stories that are seemingly too big for them. Jesus believes in people. He loves to take ordinary people and put them in some of the biggest stories ever told. That's what Jesus does. He believes in people and that through his spirit and faith that we can do anything. Like Jesus believes that we can do anything through him. And he believes in us. And that's a beautiful thing. It's an incredibly beautiful thing. But it's also a very scary thing. It's a very terrifying thing. Because Jesus is transforming this broken world, and he's rescuing people from their hells every day, and he's calling us to be a part of it because he believes in us, and he believes that we can do something paired with him and his power. He believes that we can do something, and he's calling us to help change this world, and that's a very scary thing because I believe Jesus is calling us out. He's calling us out today, and it doesn't take much for us to realize that we live in an incredibly broken world. All you got to do is look at the front page of a newspaper or turn on CNN or Fox News or just whatever your poison is, you know? You just look and you can see that we live in a broken world. 
People are suffering. People are starving. Orphans are dying. Children are being sold. Women are being oppressed. There is more slavery today than any other time in human history. Like, let that sink in just a little bit. There is such dark things happening in this earth, and people are suffering. Our teens are taking their lives in record numbers. Record numbers. Bombs are being dropped on the innocent every day. And bring it down more small scale. Our neighbors are lonely. We walk by people every day that are hurting, hurting at the deepest places, and they are desperate for some good news. They are so desperate for good news. And folks, we carry the best news in the world. Jesus is the best news in the world, and they're so desperate to hear that. We walk by people every day that are suffering, and Jesus is calling for someone to stand up and to move. He's calling you to stand up and to go, and the scripture tells us that Jesus dwells with the brokenhearted, that Jesus dwells with the suffering. He dwells with the messed up ones, with the left out ones, and it even tells us that Jesus takes on the identity of the broken. He takes on the identity of the hungry, of the thirsty, of the prisoner, of the sick. And he says, whatever you do for the least of these, you have done unto me. And he says, go, go and tell people the good news. And just like Peter, he is calling us out into the depths to join him. And he's saying, will you come? And, and, and anytime we see suffering or, or something really bad happens or a tragedy happens or we just see this continue, continual pattern of just brokenness in our world, you know, the, the question is, where's Jesus in all of this? Where's God in all of this? Why isn't he doing something about this? That's always the question we ask. And I don't know why Jesus set up the system the way he did, but he left us in charge. He left us to be his representatives, and we are his hands and his feet You may be the only Jesus your neighbor ever meets. Do you understand what I say when I'm saying that? You may be the only Jesus that your neighbor ever comes in contact with. You may be the only Jesus that that orphan ever meets. You may be the only Jesus that that hungry person ever meets. You may be the only Jesus that that homeless person ever meets. And see, the church no longer has the option to look at the problems in our world and say, that's a shame. Somebody should do something about that. We no longer have the option to see the brokenness in our city and the brokenness in our world and say, man, somebody should do something about that. The government should do something about that. That is not an appropriate response of a Christ follower. It's just not. We don't have that luxury anymore. And I'll go even as far as to say that kind of response is sin. And God is calling you out of that, and he's calling you to do something. If the only reason we gather here in this morning is because we put on a good show and there's, there's good music and there's good teaching, and if that's the only reason that we are here, we might as well just go home. We should just shut these doors because we're wasting our time. If that's why we gather here this morning, it's a waste of time. God has empowered us to transform this world through his power, through his gospel, and through his cross. And the problems that we face in this world, they're endless. 
Like if we all had Sharpie markers and we just began to write on the walls all of the problems in our world, we would fill these walls. These walls would be black. And we still wouldn't even begin to scratch the surface. The problems in our world are endless, but let me tell you something. The solutions that are in this room to those problems that you guys hold, they are also endless. God has created you to be a creative force in this world. You are a force in this earth. You are a creative force in this earth to do something. You all have been created with different gifts and different passions, and you have all, you're all being called to address one of those problems, one of those problems in our world. You guys all have different answers to different problems. God created you to change this world. And in this room, the creative answers that each one of you hold to a different problem are endless. Jesus is waiting to invade this earth through you. Through you. Jesus wants to have heaven invade our earth through regular messed up people. Jesus is desperate to change this world through you. And there's nothing more amazing than when people step out of the boat and meet Jesus in the midst of darkness and together with Jesus begin to shine his light. And it's happening all over our world. People are responding to Jesus' call to come, to get out of the boat, to go and to meet him in the hard places. The kingdom of God is being spread throughout this earth through regular people just like you and me. God is radically changing this earth through his people and the light of Jesus is invading the darkness through ordinary people that faced fear and doubt and stepped out of the boat. We're about to watch a video of this guy that I want, I want to tell you, I want to share his story with you. He's a guy who got out of the boat. He's a guy who responded to Jesus and he saw a hard thing. Pastor Lee Jong Rak in Seoul, South Korea. And we're about to watch a trailer of a documentary that's coming out soon. They're raising funds for it on a Kickstarter. If you'd like to support it, it is a worthy cause. And you're about to see why. But I just want to tell you something. This is what the kingdom looks like. This is what heaven looks like when it invades earth. And are we able to play it? Are we good? If you can play it, that would be great.
Pastor Lee is just a regular guy who saw a problem in his city, and he saw Jesus dwelling among the orphans, and he responded to the call of Jesus to come. Pastor Lee was just a regular guy, and he saw a problem, and he, and he used his creative forces to create a box. So people wouldn't throw their babies away in trash cans. Like that's, he just created a box, and people started to fill it with their unwanted babies. Like, that's the kingdom. Like, Pastor Lee's just a regular guy who got out of the boat. He just got out of the boat, and, and Jesus dwells in the dark places. He dwells with the lonely and the orphan and the widow and the people who are hurting. And he's looking at the church, and he's asking, is there a Jesus anywhere? Is there a Jesus anywhere? Is there a Jesus to love this orphan? Is there a Jesus to come and rescue this girl who's trapped in slavery? Is there a Jesus to feed this hungry person? Is there a Jesus just to hold the hand of our neighbor who's going through a tough time? And he's looking at the church and he's saying, is there a Jesus anywhere? Is there a Jesus anywhere? We have to, have, we have to ask ourselves one more question as we close it's, do we trust him? Do we trust him that when he's calling us to the hard places and he's asking us to get out of the boat, do we trust him enough to get out of the boat, to get out of our comfort zone and begin to make a huge difference in this world, to be a force in the earth for good? Do you trust him enough? And I won't lie to you, getting out of the boat is terrifying. It may be one of the most terrifying things you ever do. And I don't know what Jesus is calling you today. I have no idea. I don't know what God is stirring in your heart. I don't know what problems come to mind when we begin to talk about the issues facing our world. You all have different passions. You all have different gifts. I don't know what God is calling you to. But do you trust him enough? Do you trust him enough that his better is better than your better? Like, you get that? Like, do you trust him enough that his plan is so much better than anything you could ever come up with on your own? If you will just Step out of the boat. Jesus' invitation for us today is come, taste, and see. Test me out. Try me. I'm calling you to something really big. And I know you feel like you're not ready. I know you feel like you're not adequate. I know you feel like you're not prepared. But I am enough. I am enough for you. And if you're scared today, if your heart's pounding a little bit because you feel God's calling you to something and you're not quite ready, if you're scared that's okay. Stephen Pressfield has this quote from a book I love called The War of Art. And I think it's uh, fantastic, and I think we're going to have it up on the screen. It says, are you paralyzed with fear? That's a good sign. Fear is good. Like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear tells us what we have to do. Remember one rule of thumb. The more scared we are of a work or a calling the more sure we can be that we have to do it. Resistance will find you. Resistance will try to stop you. You will think of a hundred different reasons why you shouldn't get out of the boat. 
But Jesus is calling you, and, 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 and God makes a promise to Israel in Deuteronomy, and I believe he's making it to you today. He just says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And then back up in verse 3, he says this. He says, the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. God is not behind us. He's not pulling us backwards. God is present with you, and he goes ahead of you, and he calls you forward. He calls you into what he has for you, into the hard places, into the scary places. But God goes before you, and he prepares a path for you, and you can be secure. I'm reminded by the Chronicles of Narnia when the children, they're about to meet Aslan, the lion, and they're nervous. And they ask Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, they say, is he safe? Is, is, is Aslan safe? And they say, no, he's not safe. But he's good. Jesus is not safe. And he's not calling you to safety. He's not going to call you to comfort. In fact, he's calling you to suffer. And on this Palm Sunday, as we would normally celebrate Jesus as he enters in triumphantly and people are waving palm branches and they're saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. And the, the disciples probably think, oh, this is it. Finally, people are going to see who Jesus is and they're going to make him king. But within a week, Jesus is on a Roman cross and he dies. And the disciples are so distraught. And then three days later, he raises from the dead and, and the tomb is empty and then the real story starts because the disciples have to get out of the boat. Jesus says, I'm leaving. I'm leaving you, but I'm not leaving you alone. I'm sending my spirit, and you are going to go, and you're going to be a force in this earth, and you're going to shine my name, and you're going to make much of me, and we together will change this broken world. And that's what Jesus is calling for us today, this holy week. This is why we exist and you cannot go where Jesus is calling you if you don't trust that he's there. He's with you. We cannot go where Jesus is calling us if we don't trust that he's going to meet us there. Wherever Jesus is calling you, he's already there and he will meet you there. You are the church of Jesus Christ. And I believe firmly that the church is the hope of the world. So go be the hope. Whoa. Go be the hope. Go shine, Jesus. Be mirrors of Jesus. When people look at you, shine him. Speak of him. Show him. Be his people. Get out of the boat. Be strong and courageous. Let's pray. Father, stir hearts in this place today. Stir our affections for you. Call us to the places that we're not ready to go. Call us to the hard places. Call us out into the depths. Give us courage to take the step out of the boat. Help us to come to you and help us to keep our eyes focused on you and let us not look at the waves or the wind and all the resistance that will surely find us. I believe that there are people in this world, there are people in this room, I believe there are people in this room actually, that are going to change this world. 
Give them courage. Give them creativity. Give them ideas. Invade this world through us, Father. We're so incapable. We're so inadequate. We are so ill-prepared. But we ask that you would invade our lives with your power and your spirit. Because the same spirit that rose you from the dead exists inside of us today. So we look to you. We look to that spirit. We rely on you. Call us out into the depths. Give us courage, Father. In the strong name of Christ, we pray. I love you guys more than you know.